in the know for Thursday, March 31, the 90th day of 2022. There are 275 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. What a challenging day. Uh, Weather-wise and uh, fire-wise yesterday, we'll tell you about that, what our local community is dealing with, and we'll get you ready for the month of April. And, of course, the March of Kindness comes to a conclusion. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling in to my left, Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. She's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I would be better if my devices were working yeah. a little bit easier. Well, uh, you're having the same problem that many people in the building are having because okay. we had a power outage uh, in the overnight hours. And so uh, anytime but things get rebooted otherwise. and all that stuff, it gets to be a little bit of a... A little bit of a challenge. Uh, tomorrow, of course, as you know, is April Fool's Day, and we'll talk more about that in the show, but in, uh, later on in the show. But in Scotland, I thought you might find this interesting. In Scotland, April Fool's Day has evolved into a two-day event, starting with something first called Hunting the Gawk in which people were sent on phony errands. So you get somebody to go do something <laughs> for you. Uh, gawk is a word for a cuckoo bird, so a symbol for fool in Scotland. And then the next day is called Tally Day, which involves pranks played on people's um, uh, derrieres, such as pinning fake tails or kick-me signs on them. So can you believe we would have a two-day festival for well, fools and pranks and such? Yes, but the first one reminds me of, like, funny and snitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You go out snipe hunting. Right? You send people on errands that, uh, you know, they will never be successful in. He is the five-time winner of the Covered Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even the lunar surface. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. <laughs> How you doing? We're working on it. Got your hands full over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, don't, it's... Uh, don't you like it when everything reboots? I feel like I'm in Morgantown again. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good uh, thing. Well, yeah, it's, I know you got your, your hands full. Hey, I just realized Blue Origin went up this morning. They've already landed again. I missed the launch and all that because I've been paying attention to what's going on here uh, close to home. Yesterday was a day not fit for um, uh, man nor beast or those with comb-overs. I mean, yesterday, listen, yesterday was a rough day. You might have blown your hair all out of place. It might have blown your garbage can across the road. And if you're in the um, lake area... You could have suffered some some damage, a big fire yesterday that we'll tell you about in just a moment. But the weather forecast for today, yes, still continues to be windy, but not windy like it was yesterday. Today's winds will help impact our wind chill more than it will be uh, the warmth temperatures and bringing storms in. Uh, so we'll, we'll see gusts remaining around 30 miles an hour for much of the day with the wind chill in the upper 30s. We'll see a 40% chance of rain today, but I think it's a, you know, like a light shower. I don't think anything significant. A high of 45 this afternoon. We saw our 24 hour high. We saw it just after midnight because it was still warm. Uh, and it was weird how the temperature changed. Just the temperature changed in about a half hour by about, uh, you know, eight to 10 degrees last night. Scattered showers early tonight, low of 36 overnight, mostly cloudy and a high of 52 for tomorrow is what you can expect. And then uh, not a bad looking day on Saturday, but that weather uh, last night just wreaked havoc uh, across our area. It was a lot of sheeting rain. There was never, you know, we had a windy day and then we had some wind gusts last evening, but then... um, 
not a lot of lightning. It's like a lot of that storm energy dissipated before it got here. But we got some blown, uh, some trees that fell over, some power lines, some transformers that exploded. Uh, 259 was, uh, was crossed a cedar tree, big cedar tree had blocked the roadway there about 845. The utility pole, uh, had fallen across Kuiper road, South English and West market. Those areas maybe had some power outages. And then the Kelly street and Floyd street areas were the areas that did not have, um, that didn't have some power because of transformers ponderosa road highway 889 they had a tree across there after a big day yesterday in uh that ponderosa area it was a big fire that uh, at least a half dozen fire departments were involved in yesterday multiple structures on the ground uh including homes buildings it was uh, I talked to Ken Hallett yesterday, and he said it was like a miniature version of the California wildfires that we see on the news. I talked to Judge Henderson this morning, and he he equated it more like uh, the Gatlinburg fires because of how close structures are constructed around the lake mm-hmm. that once one goes, then they're so close together that it's easy to catch another. Like in California, in, the, in those California wildfire areas, those homes are a little more remote and there's more woodland. But this was a combination of garages and trees and brush and buildings and, and, and homes, and it was just really... Um, a, a trying day. Judge Henderson said that the tops of a the top of a tree would just be on fire, and then it it would fire would blow into the top of a tree. Then the embers would fall, ignite the leaves underneath that tree. Then the leaves would then burn in all different directions, and so it was just a really trying day. I'm not aware of any injuries. Two minor injuries. There were minor was, injuries. Was okay, I know so one was taken by EMS with a, a burn. Okay. And then some smoke inhalation was the other one, but that one didn't even need to go to the hospital. All right, so it um, it was, um, I mean, t- and and to be out working in those conditions, if you were part of the firefighters that were. When I talked with Ken Hallett, he said that he was taking like a five minute, like he had to drive away because of all the smoke. Get out of the smoke and the mm-hmm. inhalation. Um, we'll backtrack. Just uh, by the way, there was another fire yesterday around Two while more, yeah. while that was going on. Yeah, a couple more fires, but one of them I was looking at. Um, on uh, a fire destroyed a home on Phelps Johnson Road that was yesterday afternoon about four fifteen. So if if Falls of Rough and Caneyville hadn't worked hard enough already uh, assisting in the No Lynn area, then they had to respond to uh, that fire. So it just um, I, I again when I talked with the judge this morning, I said, well, yesterday was a very good reminder of why burn bans are issued and. When things are are dry like they are, it doesn't take much of a spark to get things going, and next thing you know, you've got a big blaze that you're that you're battling. It was a dangerous situation yesterday, without a doubt. Uh, backtracking just a little bit, uh, did see where Russia is bombarding areas where it had pledged to scale back. So, if you're continuing to follow national news. Uh, and things making headlines, the shelling and intensified Russian attacks on other parts of Ukraine tempered optimism about any progress that uh, were aimed at ending the punishing war. I also saw, I've, I've been curious about this for a long time, you know, things are chilly between the United States and Russia, but we've got the International Space Station, which is populated. The Russian and U.S. space programs have been pretty intertwined for, you know, the last few decades and a NASA astronaut caught a Russian ride back to Earth yesterday after a U.S. record 355 days at the International Space Station, returning with two cosmonauts to a world torn apart by war. Mark Van High landed in a Soyuz capsule in Kazakhstan, along with a Russian space agency uh, cosmonaut, I guess is what we're calling them still. So it will be interesting to see if... That cooperation can continue if they can continue to collaborate and cohabitate, even in space or our space programs. If things get, uh, if they deteriorate between Russia and the United States, um, and then um, former President Trump was speaking out yesterday about 
you know, making, he, he wants to know, he wants to hear from Putin on the relationship between the Bidens and the mayor of Moscow, which I hadn't heard anything about. I thought, well, I, is, is this real? Is this, so who knows? A bill tightening rules for public assistance won final passage last night in the Kentucky legislature, but opponents who were unable to stop the measure expressed relief with changes they said eased some of their concerns about the restrictions. The bill, adding new rules and restrictions to Kentucky's public benefits system, cleared the Senate and House as lawmakers worked late into the night to finish work on stacks of bills before an extended break. Right. They worked yesterday, uh, Tuesday and yesterday. Now they'll take a, a several-day break to allow the governor to run his processes and do what he's going to do before they gavel back into session with the remaining days and then put the finishing touches on this 60-day session. The bill... Um, Supporters of the public benefits bill said the goal is to steer more people into self-sufficiency while preserving assistance for Kentuckians in needs of in need of help. They did make one change. Uh, Senate President uh, Pro Tem David Givens said uh, he added an amendment to revise some language in the bill that he said might have inadvertently made it quote a little more difficult to get benefits when you actually do need them. There's no perfect legislation. Unfortunately, we can't craft a plan that will guarantee there's no fraud or abuse. All you can do is create the best that you can and hope that it works and then also evaluate true circumstances when they arrive. So I'm fine. You know, they they got some pushback on how strict that bill was. I think I think they're I think their intentions seem to be honorable, but a lot of times there are unseen or unanticipated consequences of things. We say, well, we need to fix this problem, and then we also don't, well, yeah, well, it caused, there's a ripple effect to doing that. The lawmakers did wrap up work on the next two-year budget, approving big pay raises for state employees and increased spending on education while setting aside large sums to offset expected personal income tax cuts. Uh, I did see a tweet yesterday from someone who I consider to be a reliable source and that looked at um, social workers and state police officers and some other state employees that over a two-year period, their wages were going to grow nearly 20%. I think there was like an 8% bump one year and maybe a 10 or 11% bump the second year, which over a two-year period is a 20% increase, which, you know, I'm, I'm fine with if, we, if, if state government can retain its best and brightest. The unfortunate part of that is that the optics of it, what the message that's being sent, or at least what the, the minority party is saying is, you're increasing wages for state workers, but no teachers. And, and- that... They're including increasing their own salaries. Yeah, the the optics of that, the, the optics of this appears to me that you are so determined not to give Andy Bashir a win. You're so determined to prevent him from fulfilling a campaign promise. And I don't, he probably should have been careful about promising it to begin with if he didn't know he could deliver it. But they're holding the purse strings on on this budget. He can line item veto some of these things out, but they can override that and put them back in. So we're back to where we started with to begin. I just this idea of not allowing your opponent even a single victory is not good for the people of Kentucky if it's a practical Decision, right? If it if it's logical, if it's good for Kentucky, if it aligns with your values, just doing it, just just preventing it for spite because your opponent might look like they get their moment in the sun for doing something is ridiculous. That's not the way it should work, especially for educators. I think if right? anything, in the past two years, you've learned that they don't get paid enough, not nearly after, you know, when parents had to become teachers in some instances, I think that, you know. So, someone may bring an argument to me and say, well, here's the way they can do that, or here's the way teachers can make more, or here's the way that I'm telling you the optics of it. The decision-making to arbitrarily go over here and say, law enforcement, state troopers need more, and they do. Mm-hmm. Social workers need more, and they do. But to just kind of overlook and go, sorry, teachers, uh, you hitched your wagon to the guy in the governor's office who said he would deliver raises <laughs> for you. We don't, We don't know what to tell you. That's what it looks like. Now, you, but, you may argue with me and say, well, that's not really the way that it is, but that's what it looks like. And giving themselves raises 
in the process of doing that, it, um, which is... Optics are optics. Uh, lawmakers approve funding for the Kentucky State University, so they blew up the board uh, in the last few days, but then they came behind that and said, now that the board is reseated, then we will uh, give a funding mechanism to try and save that university. Uh, Oscar Shibway is among five finalists for the Men's Wooden Award. He's along with uh, Abaji of Kansas and uh, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, Keegan Murray from Iowa, and uh, that Drew Timmy of uh, Gonzaga. And I also did read a confirmed what you said yesterday, Sam, is that the award that uh, that NABC Player of the Year award that Oscar won is uh, – that Anthony Davis did not win that. Did Kevin Durant win that? that Draymond year? Green. Draymond Green won that that year, and so I I hope Oscar runs the table. I have to think it's it's just it's just still blows my mind. It, it, I mean, I love Oscar Shibway, and he has had an unbelievable record breaking season. I don't still think that he was better than Anthony Davis. It's hard to believe, but the difference is where their seasons ended. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis was Final Four MVP. You know, he, he literally won every single award except for. We don't know what Oscar would have done in the rest of the NCAA tournament. Um, Peacocks. But it does it does strike me as odd that a guy, a player who was on a team that gets bounced in the first round to a 15 seed would. Well, in that game, would, he had would clear the table, 30, would run, would run the he, table. He had an unbelievable just, game. I just thought the moment they lost that game, I thought, well, his prospects of cleaning, you know, cleaning up on the award season is going to be uh, hard to do. And then, would you believe Kentucky's offense has a fullback? I was, I've actually enjoyed <laughs> listening to some of the press conferences from Scan Scangarello, Scangarello, Scan, Scangarello. I guess is what I'm going with. Rich. Uh, Rich, just, yeah, yeah, he seems Coach Rich. He seems to know what he's doing, but it will look odd after having you know so much of the Wildcat during the Eddie Grant era and just handing it to Benny Snell, and then getting into that Liam Cohen pro style offense. That to see a fullback back in the formation would seem well, a little bit odd. I know that um, I think Matt Jones was saying on KSR that apparently this guy is just so unbelievably intelligent. Yep. Like nothing against Liam Cohen, but that when they when he talks, it's just like. Wow, like this guy really knows what he's doing kind it's, of thing. It's like the the bird on um, on <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn that would measure, like it had the pencil mm-hmm. in his head and they would do like mm-hmm. these elaborate mathematical calculations and, mm-hmm. you know, like an uh, egghead, I think is what they were uh, went, were indicating. And uh, Sam, will, by the way, will you be the new um, Peacock's head coach? Now, apparently There's, they've already got somebody. They, they've got somebody, somebody already. Rutgers so or something. You're not in the offing, but uh, yeah, uh, he moved on to Seton Hall, so of course he was going to get paid. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Farm Workers Day. They're important. I'm a big fan. The farm workers. Stuff just laying out there in the field. Doesn't get done. Fences don't get mended, etc. It's National Crayon Day today. It's National Prom Day today. We're entering prom season. And in the finale of March of Kindness... We've all been building up the entire month to our final day in the March of Kindness, and that is donate a canned good to the food pantry. Okay. So across the street over at uh, Grayson County Alliance, we need to uh, donate canned goods. And I know that Wilkie Elementary School and I think some of the other schools think maybe uh, Wilkie was being used as the clearinghouse, but we're collecting those canned goods throughout the month to maybe one – bulk delivery maybe mm-hmm. made later today or in the next day or so so it's been uh, it's been really enjoyable throughout this month in tracking that i hope that um even if you haven't participated every day i hope just the idea of being more purposeful about kindness has paid dividends in ways that it wouldn't have had you not you know had 
at least to think about it once a day. I think it's been good, too, because, I mean, listen, it's been a rough sports month for UK fans, so it's been kind of <laughs> like it's it's allowed us to, you know what, let's not be angry, let's, let's do this, and it, it'll make you feel better kind of thing, you know? Yeah. What was that look? It has been a rough sports month, but <laughs> well, I'm saying that yeah, it's true. Yeah, you, you take it back to sports. Well, but it and has. for me, it... It's I mean, been a rough sports month, and that's usually an outlet of happiness. And that, you know, when when UK goes on a run, I'm sure we'd be a lot more kind to everybody. And everybody was in kind of a real. I don't know. I talk more smack, you know, when they go on a run. Smack is different. Smack is different. I don't know. It, yeah, it's been it's been a good month. April arrives tomorrow, and of course, it will be April Fool's Day. But there's a month full of things to celebrate. The uh, month of April is International Guitar Month, it's Frog Month, it's Humor Month, it's Kite Month, Stress Awareness Month. The first week of April is Library Week, so that's good. The second week is Read a Roadmap Week. That's an important skill to know how to do. Of course. I'm hanging on to frogs and libraries. Frogs and libraries. What? Tomorrow, as I told you, is April Fool's Day. And while I would not uh, ever endorse or condone or celebrate something called Atheist Day, the fact that it is on April Fool's Day is poetic to me. So if you got to have it, at least it's on, on April Fool's Day. The Saturday will be the National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, if you're so inclined to celebrate. Sunday is World Party Day. Monday is Hug a Newsman Day. So just squeeze the stuffings out of uh, Ken Hallett. Which day, is, which day is that? Monday. Monday? Yeah, Monday the 4th. Monday the 4th is also School Librarian Day. Uh, National Dandelion Day is Tuesday. Sorry Charlie Day is on Wednesday. Burrito Day is on Thursday. I then do, on, do like good burrito. April 10th. Of course, the Masters is next week. Uh, golf golfers day is april 10th national siblings day is april 10th palm sunday is april 10th then monday the 11th get ready we'll be we'll, we'll kick off our week on in the know with barbershop quartet day mm. mm-hmm. oh good yes see i would have thought that would have had to have been a tuesday when dennis was here well it can be you you and dennis i think could maybe at we, least we could be a barbershop we could duo some, we could be a barbershop duet yeah i think i I can find something else to do. Tuesday the 12th is Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Good choice. Uh, Good Friday is the 15th. Passover begins on the 15th. The 16th, I'm going to go ahead. I'm giving you about uh, 17 days head start. April 16th is Husband Appreciation Day. It's the third Saturday in April. (laughs) Husband Appreciation Day. It's also Mushroom Day that day. April 16th is National Eggs Benedict Day. For you, I'll bet... Eggs Benedict Day is probably until at least maybe April the 22nd or 23rd or something in that range. Yeah, I agree. That would be my guess. Easter Sunday is April 17th. Dingus Day is April 18th. (laughs) Uh, It's always the day after Easter. April 21st is uh, Alea Elizabeth's sixth birthday. Six years old. Yeah, but it is also uh, our 10th wedding anniversary on April the 21st. Along with Kindergarten Day and National High Five Day. I mean, that's an Alea like three feet right there. Oh, I yeah. mean, yep. high five and being a kindergarten student. Yeah. Yep. And high five. So next year does it turn into first grade day? I guess yes. it can be. Uh the, April the twenty second, so that would be Friday, is Earth Day. Then you get into the latter portions of April is uh oh, April twenty fourth. The 24th, Hogs in a Comforter Day. I mean, if you celebrate it, you might celebrate it little, and it might be Pigs in a Blanket Day for you. But around these parts, we cel- we celebrate Hogs in a Comforter. Do you remember? Oh, yes. Do you know oh, the yes. story? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I did my best. Well, it's, yep. Ho- you ho- ate them. Hogs in a duvet. <laughs> hogs in a duvet cover. Did you, did you eat them in a blanket? So you got hogs in a no. It was from the literally in a duvet. It was an entire well, crum, no, it made, an when entire crescent roll. Kevin from the, the office says he want he wanted to eat pigs in a blanket, in a blanket. Uh, well, I can. I, I think I wore, wore a snuggie when I did. And April thirtieth is Hairstyle Appreciation Day. I'll let you all celebrate. I'll just I'll do something. I thought that else would have been yesterday. Do something else. Shoo, yeah. Yep. Wig wig, <laughs> wig blowing all over the place yesterday. 
tomorrow, April Fool's Day, here are some April Fool's Day pranks that your kids will totally fall for. Now, just be careful because they don't get you back. You might you might get as you give. So these are these might be somewhat harmless. Uh, put a bowl of your kids' favorite cereal and milk in the freezer tonight. Then watch it tomorrow morning when you serve it and they go into spoon in the frozen milk. Okay, but what kind of mama has time to do that? I wouldn't think it takes much extra time. Just, uh, I mean, you just pour the cereal and put it in. I don't put a twist on a sunny side up egg. A halved peach in yogurt not only looks like an egg, but also makes a delicious breakfast. All right. Stuff toilet paper into the toe of your kid's shoes. Uh, especially fun if you mention first thing in tomorrow morning when they wake up that it looks like their feet have grown overnight. Mm-hmm. And then they go, like, your feet look like they're bigger today. And then they go put their shoes on. Um, you could put a for sale sign in, the, in your front yard just to, con- you know, mess with your kids. <laughs> Confuse your kid on the ride to school by sticking a sign on the rear of your vehicle that says, honk and wave and yell at my kid blank. He doesn't know it's April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> put a photocopy of your face under the toilet seat and close the lid. I, I... Make candied apples with onions. Yeah, I've seen that. A mashed potato sundae always looks for quite the surprise. Sure. There's somebody in this room that would probably prefer that. Would, would prefer it. Serve up a glass of juice <laughs> that is really jello. I mean, that, that, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Tell your kid you bought them a new iPad and then give her a pirate's eye patch from no, a Halloween costume. It. I'm sorry, did I say iPad? I meant I bought you an iPad. So those would be things that you might be able to do. Now, if you want to if you want to make some clever posts tomorrow, here are some funny captions that you can use on April Fool's Day if pranks aren't your thing. So you could post this. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Believe nothing and trust no one so like it's any other day. That is true, yeah. Can't deny that. What monster plays the most April Fool's jokes? Frankenstein. Okay, solid. Number three, hello, April, please don't feed me. Don't fool me, sorry. Hello, April, please don't fool me. Makes a little bit more sense. Yes, it does. Uh, Then the old proverb, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Uh I know that one. My grandma would say that almost every day. Uh, I've always wondered why there's a day dedicated to fools. I see fools every day, and frankly, I'm sick of it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who needs April Fools when your whole life is a joke? Oh. Here comes April again, and as far as I can see, the world hath more fools in it than ever. That's a quote by Charles Lamb. I Number eight says, I don't think I'll worry about any April Fool's Day pranks. I'll be too excited that it's Friday. Oh, yeah. That, Friday no, that is on true. April that Fool's is... Day. I wish your work day won't be as boring as a multi-billion dollar company's April Fool's Day prank. Oh, yeah, there will all there will be those companies tomorrow mm-hmm. that will have to make a statement. They're saying, oh, we're, you know, we're changing. We're taking mm-hmm. away the Big Mac or we're, you know, like mm-hmm. what? You can see those things coming from a mile away. Uh, it's not my fault I haven't wished you happy birthday. I wasn't sure if Facebook was making an April Fool's joke on me. That's what he said. Uh, we're fools whether we dance or not, so we might as well dance. That's a Japanese proverb. And then nothing is foolproof to an extremely talented <clears throat> fool. Those are all various things that you can be celebrating uh, with your captions leading into April Fool's Day tomorrow. All right? I don't know what you all are doing. I'm going to a break. So we got more on the way here on In the Know. Time of my life. No, I never felt this way before. Never felt yes, this I swear. Way. It's a truth. And I'll you. Did you know? I introduced you uh, last week to the fact that I had learned if I ran the zoo, the Dr. Seuss book. For the first time, <laughs> and I had to sight read it, and I'm like, well, that's that's challenging. So I knew that Dr. Seuss did this, but I didn't realize it was in that book. Dr. Seuss coined the word nerd in 1950 
in the doctor in his book if i ran the zoo and it is in it i did i did know that he was the creator of said word yeah and so i i'm just so impressed with how much we use the word nerd does he get royalties from the candy um that's a good question there should be nerds are pretty good candy i mean it's not my it's not my favorite but not my favorite, but for a person who likes chocolate and peanut butter and nougat and you I mean, know Twix they, and Reese's say, and things, the nerds are like, "Oh, that's a good change of pace." They say yeah. you are what you eat. So, well, that's I. I that's don't, why I have to mix it with a dum dum every once in a while. <laughs> a, a nerdy, a nerdy dum dum. Or you could do a um, you you could dip your dum dums in nerds. Mm-hmm. You put a little, a little, little honey, mm-hmm. and then you put nerds on the outside of your dum dum. Well, then they got the nerds ropes too, which is like the nerds around the. I guess it's like the, a, the sticky. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, a, I don't know if you can call it a gummy worm, but it's too sticky for it's that. It's close, but not quite. Do you alternate, Sam? Do you have dum dums one day, nerds another day, and then smarties uh-huh. the next day, or you oh, go yeah. smarties, dum dums, nerds, rinse, repeat? It, How do you? You you got to double up with a smart and then end with a dumb. <laughs> okay. Smarty nerd, dum dum. Okay, well, just don't. <laughs> Don't be surprised now if in the coming days, if I stop by your office and say, have you been eating dum-dums today? <laughs> you know, or, oh, I can tell Sam, today is your smarty smarty day. I was sad to hear uh, that Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with aphasia, and his family has announced his retirement from acting. Don't know that he'll be, I mean, it's not that we won't see him again, but it seems like it's not very likely. He's been diagnosed with aphasia, which is some is uh, impacting his cognitive abilities. In fact, they say that some of his more recent works, he was wearing an e- earpiece and being fed lines because oh. he was having a hard time good with the with the recall. He is good. I will tell you that Bruce Bruce Willis's career, his trajectory as a star. And aligns with my coming of age and adolescence to where he's one of the great entertainers of if you just look at my lifetime of the last 50 years, because about the time that I was starting to evolve into television content that wasn't uh, juvenile type stuff or sitcom sitcom type stuff, Moonlighting was the first adult like comedy show. Mm-hmm. It, it came. It it arrived about the same time that I arrived, and I just loved moonlighting. His his it was my exposure. Like he was, it was the first time I'd ever seen him, and he was funny and he was cool. And then he had his own he has his own band that he was in and he's had in a, a good single. Christmas movie too, right? He's in a, he's in a good movie called Die Hard. <laughs> he's in uh, Look Who's Not Talking and Look Who's Talking Now. I don't know that I'll give it Christmas designation. <laughs> I, I'll allow for it from a possibility, but I have no. No firm feeling on that. But I will agree with the the guys that were on before us. Armageddon is my favorite role. Uh, Armageddon is my favorite (laughs) Bruce Willis role, and here there are multiple reasons for it. Aerosmith is my favorite rock and roll band. So the Aerosmith factor in there helps. But dads with daughters will connect with that movie more than Dads of Sons. Absolutely. And so that it might not be his best acting, it might not be the best well written, but that cast, the Michael Clark Duncan, you know, when he sings Leaving on a Jet Plane and he sounds like he's four octaves below, the Ben Affleck, you know, factor in there, Liv Tyler, you know, it's just I it's my favorite. If you say to me you want to watch a Bruce Willis movie? I just go. I just directly go to Armageddon. I was trying to think. I thought he was in like a kids movie growing up that, that I watched, and now I'm scrolling through his his filmography, and I don't I don't see what it might have been that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he's good. I'd like to go back sometime and binge watch Moonlighting. Just watch all those little episodes and and see. He was also in a a uh, now it's it's escaping me the name. I was just reading it. Pulp Fiction. Yes. But it was slight. Yeah, but, he had a small, mm-hmm. small part. Yeah, it was he slight. was in it though. In that, yeah. He was also in Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> okay, I missed that one. Um, <laughs> Amy, Amy Schumer says she's triggered and traumatized after the disturbing Oscar slap. Come on, get over it. I mean, Wanda Sykes said she was also traumatized. Come on, 
You people don't have any idea what trauma is if you're thinking you're triggered and traumatized over some nonsense that happened at the Oscars. Well, I heard that the Academy told Will Smith to leave after yeah, it happened. And then he or said he wouldn't. Yeah, and they'll, they'll punish him. If they want to punish him, they can. It's their, it's their deal. They can do what they want. But the, the outrage of people, you know, like Jim Carrey, <laughs> what, who, who cares what you care, right? Mm-hmm. The Academy wants to punish Will, fine. Here's what I will say kudos to chris rock he's rolling in it he's not only rolling in it but he took okay he told the joke and comedians know you tell a joke you suffer the consequences right you step Mm -hmm. over the line you ride the line apparently sometimes you get slapped he could have made a big deal about it he could have right there in that moment he just took his his medicine whether the medicine was due or not he continued on, and he has just gone about being him. And so I say well, I saw, a huge amount of credit to him. He's coming to Cincinnati at some point in the next couple of months, and they actually had to add another show to his sto- his tour in Cincinnati because of this happening. His tour opened last night in Boston, mm-hmm. and he got a two-minute standing ovation. He did not tell any jokes about it, but he did start with the old line, so how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so he just said it was, he was still processing it a bit. He'll talk about it at some point in time in the future. It will be serious, but it will also be funny. Mm-hmm. And so he's, you know, I, I just got to tell you, his, his turning the other cheek, literally. Which is exactly, yes, it was and, literal. And just... He could have been grandstanding over it. And so all this other outrage that people are doing, he's just gone on, you know, being him. Uh, We're getting a new Minions movie. It's a Gru origin story. Minions, the rise of Gru is finally almost here. There's a new trailer out in the latest installment in the Despicable Me franchise. I like these movies. (laughs) Banana. Yeah. I I think they're... Does Alaya like them? Yeah. Well... Yeah. Uh, has she seen the minions yet? She. she yeah. I don't, I don't know if she has. Oh yeah. Yes. These, these were. These were. I mean, yeah. I, and Steve Carell does a pretty good job. Well, both of our older girls have, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see it from this like viewpoint. I watched the trailer how before he, I came in this like, morning. How grew got to be grew. Yeah. But yeah, I do think all of our girls have watched my phones, the movies. My phones don't ring; it doesn't ring out loud a lot. But I just think there was one point in time I set the minions laugh as the text tone for <laughs> all the girls. So when they text, banana. House of Dragons HBO reveals the premiere date for the Game of Thrones prequel. The spinoff show will premiere on August twenty first. For those of you that are so are you inclined, are you going to consume? Yeah, I mean it'll probably. I I'm looking forward to going back and rewatching mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones series, but it's the type of thing I would be more inclined to do in the winter. Like it's not uh-huh. something you're going to do on a you know sunny, warm July afternoon and go. Let's watch a show about winter is coming. So it would be more like if I ever get to a point where I'm snowed in in life, mm-hmm. maybe something you'd watch on a snow day uh, or snow night. Ron Howard will direct an untitled Jim Henson documentary for Disney. So, hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. That'll be okay. Is this going to kind of, I guess, be like a Bohemian Rhapsody kind of thing? Maybe, yeah. Uh, Says, Jim Henson transcends generations through his iconic characters, and it's one of the many reasons why I've been a lifelong fan. I can't wait to share our side of him and his career that people have never seen before. So I guess this might be an actual documentary. Yeah, well, it will be like Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Okay, so you see. It will be like the Steve Jobs documentary. Mm -hmm. It'll be... Rami Malek playing. Yeah, that'll be right. So who's playing Jim Henson? Um... That's a good question. I don't know if it's been cast yet. I don't know who could. The thing is, I know Jim Henson's characters far uh-huh. greater than I know Jim Henson. I know who created them. The Grammys, so we had the Oscars last week. We'll wait and see who gets slapped at the Grammys. Uh, Silk Sonic is tapped to open the 2022 Grammys. Grammys. You say, who is that? Well, it happens to be Bruno Mars and what Anderson Pock. Mm-hmm. That's their collaborations, their duo. So that'll be good. The Grammys will also pay tribute to Taylor Hawkins during uh, the ceremony. So that's obviously will be that news will be uh, less than two two weeks old when that happens. Katy Perry is announcing that she will be doing a podcast series about Liz Taylor. 
And when I looked at Katie, if you look at Katy Perry with dark hair, you can see like she could play Liz Taylor if she wanted to. I don't know if she has you know true acting ability. But the thing that marvels me about Katy Perry, if you watch from week to week on Idol, they bounce around from town to town. So they might show the Nashville auditions and they might show the Hollywood auditions. But on any given moment, her hair can be a different color. It's mm-hmm. either black or it's super blonde or it's short or it's long. And I'm thinking. I'm so envious. <laughs> like, if I had somebody to do my hair, you like, do- you all would be surprised every day. <laughs> you could do a like lot. Like, my hair and makeup. She's got a really good stylist. Yeah. So it's I don't. I a Liz Taylor podcast is not the content that I'm here for, because apparently that's the phrase we say now. But if she wants to do it, then you're out on it. Then good for her. I think I think I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. I'm here for something, but I don't, you don't you, you, I think you say I'm out. I'm out on it. That's uh-huh. the opposite. Uh-huh. I'm out. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I'm out on a bunch of stuff. So I so I'll put it over there on my list. You think and it's mid? It's definitely <laughs> mid. And fair or foul, Sam? Eric Church canceled his concert. In Texas for Saturday night so he can watch North Carolina play Duke in the Final Four. See, I can't really say anything because we may or may not have decided not to broadcast a Cougar basketball game because the Bengals were playing in the (laughs) AFC playoffs. So I really can't say anything against Eric Church. Then again, our broadcast was not, (laughs) did not sell, however, depending on where he was in Texas, it could have sold 100,000 tickets. You know, it didn't have... I mean, if it's a Jerry's World or something, that's a lot of tickets. So there are some people whining, mm-hmm. saying, okay, I would ask that person who's going, have you ever called in at work because mm-hmm. you didn't feel like going to work? I'll bet you have. Have you ever made canceled plans last minute because there's something more important came mm-hmm. up that you didn't know about at the time? I'll bet you have. Would you rather Eric Church fake an illness come Saturday morning and say, sorry, Eric's got laryngitis. He can't perform tonight, so mm-hmm. we'll just have to reschedule he, the concert. To he give did you give your, a, uh, your money I back. mean, a week in advance. That's right. He gave, He told him that he wasn't going to do it. And listen, life's too short. He, he's a North Carolina fan. This is a golden opportunity, right? The, the Tar Heels, and I'm for them. I am like you won't hear me say it a lot. Go Tar Heels on Saturday. Just send Duke home. And so I'm for Eric Church on this. I'll tell you, I'm not even North Carolina or a Duke fan, but depending upon what I had scheduled for Saturday, I might cancel it just so I could watch the game and I don't have a dog in the fight. So see, I think I'm gonna avoid it at all costs. No, that's no I'm gonna watch I it. I can't listen to go, the Coach K Love Fest. Go Tar Heels. Now I may turn the sound down, but I'm definitely gonna watch. Go North Carolina. We gotta get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Spend a night in LA, just another chance to see you. Just you and I. MB's point to ponder for today. I wanted you to know. How does a nudist clean their glasses? <laughs> Same way I do with a wipe. Now, I know you all got those fancy wipes. When I go to clean my glasses, I just use okay. my shirt tail. You wear glasses? I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen you wear glasses. Only sunglasses. <laughs> oh, your sunglasses. I have okay. sunglasses on. But, I, I will be wearing sunglasses when I walk out of the building today. But if we're nudist, yes. like, where are we going to check those wipes? <laughs> I'd not, put them in my bag. Just, I just think there are several things that... I'm curious about for those nudists. I'm like, you got to be really committed to that. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It, just, I have so many questions <laughs> that I'm not sure they have answers to. But but think about it. Most of us, we just grab our shirt tail. Like, we don't have something yeah. else. Like, mm-hmm. uh, clean my glasses. And this is one of those shirts that you can do that because this mm-hmm. is like a like a cleaning cloth. Now, I do have a cleaning cloth above my visor in my truck. So. I mean, I have one in my glove compartment. You do? If I need it. I have one. Yeah, I have a couple in my car. I usually try to keep a lens wipe in, in all areas that I might potentially need it. Like, I have one in my car. I have some in my bag that I take to games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that bag stays here. So it, <laughs> if I need one here, I can just reach in there and grab it. So we learned during the show, um, have a proud parent moment, if you'll uh, indulge us. Uh, I, I'll, I'll preface it by saying this. I know her name comes up a lot on the show. 
uh, over the years. So, you know, we, we go back uh, 11 years and in a few months we'll do 3,000 shows. If you're still with us, I'll presume you've had plenty of opportunities to get lost at, at some point. If you, if you didn't like what we do every day, then you're probably no longer here and we understand, we understand that. So if you are here, then apparently you don't mind us uh, hearing us brag about uh, – about our kids, but in particular, we just learned that Miss Amy Williams, uh, who is Alea's kindergarten teacher, has uh, featured her as the March student of the month. So look at that smile. Now, I wish I had known this on the first day of the month instead of the last day of the month because it'd be like a whole month celebration. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, there, there she is. And no. well, does that mean she was the the queen of March of Kindness? I guess right. Something I like hope that. so. And look at those like her missing teeth. <laughs> yeah, bless oh, it's it. A smile. It's a. So anyway, we're proud of her, and the, she's uh, she's a special young lady. Uh, on television tonight, I saw the list a few minutes ago, and now it's escaped me on what is on. Kind of in that period where there's not a lot going on, in, on, you know? Yeah, there's a new show um, called How We Roll. So this is a new mid-series or summer series replacement on CBS. It's uh, Chai McBride, or Chi McBride, whatever you say. He's the one who played uh, name sounds Lou Grover Lou Grover on uh, Hawaii Five-0. So, um, oh, he looks familiar yeah, now that I see you, him. You, you know him once you've seen him. And um, you'll, you'll recognize some of the actors in there. So it's a, it's a comedy. On HBO, Halloween Kills, and then on MTV, the season five premiere. Oh, it's appointment television for Sam. X on the Beach. MTV season five premiere of X on the Beach. So, you know you'll be watching. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1991, the Warsaw Pact Military Alliance came to an end. In 1917, the United States took formal possession of the Virgin Islands from Denmark. Uh, birthdays today, actor, uh, actor Shirley Jones is 88. Christopher Walken is 79 today. More cowbell. My favorite... My favorite uh, Christopher Walken role is in um, the Adam Sandler. Is it Click? Yeah, Click. The remote control where he goes to Bed Bath yeah. and Way mm-hmm. Beyond. My second favorite Christopher Walken role is Catch Me If You Can. He plays Frank Abernathy's dad on. He plays Leonardo DiCaprio's dad on Catch Me If You Can. My high school speech teams. We all had T-shirts, and our T-shirt had Christopher Walken's face on it. Really. Not really sure as to why. I More never cowbell. really got the joke. More uh, I don't think it was that connection, though. <laughs> Gabe, I don't really know. I think I just liked Christopher Walken. Gabe Kaplan is 78 today. Mr. Carter, welcome back. Former Vice President Al Gore is 75 today. Rhea Perlman is 74. Angus Young from ACDC is 67. And uh, Ewan McGregor is 51 today. Uh, Didn't you mean inventor of the Internet? Al Gore, uh-huh. yeah. Lockbox. Gone but not forgotten, Rene Descartes, father of modern philosophy, born in 1596. Cesar Chavez in 1927. Chart toppers, Sam. Another Elvis. Another Elvis day for you. Elvis Aaron Presley, number one with all shook up. Does this mean I can pay for it later? That's between you and... With some terrible country song? Elvis and... Uh, oh, great. <laughs> I can live without the Elvis if it means uh, that I got to. You'll, you'll sacrifice your Elvis. Yes. And every stop is oh, Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel, Homeward Bound. That song always puzzled me because there's mm-hmm. a really strong syncopated rhythm in that song, and it seems like it's out of time. Like it, and I know they did it deliberately, but it, as a musician, it makes me feel awkward. Lady Marmalade, La Belle, number one in 75. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? I don't know what I just said, but I think it was dirty. <laughs> you like the modern version of that? You like Pink and Christina Aguilera better than the original? Probably. Uh, 
This is this is one of the great soundtracks of the '80s. This movie soundtrack. Right. So I, I was watching a clip of Kevin Bacon talking about this, and he says when he goes to weddings, he pays the wedding DJ to not play this song. <laughs> he said he's been known to bribe the DJ so they don't play it. I mean, Denise Williams and Shalimar, and this is a great soundtrack. But I love the ending of this song. Everybody cut. Everybody cut. Everybody cut. Everybody cut. Everybody cut. Put loose, and he screams at the end. That was a digital version of the song, but mm-hmm. it sounded like somebody was messing with the playback mm-hmm. the, with the the head on the oh. tape recorder. You you would hear that, but no, in farmer number one in ninety three. Okay, all right, Sam. This is the closest thing to a crappy country song. Martina McBride, twenty years ago today. Is this country, country yeah. enough for you, man? Yeah. It doesn't have any banjos in it. True, but Martina McBride definitely fits in country. No, no steel guitar. It, like in the late 90s and early 2000s, she was about as pop as she was country. Uh-huh. Kind of went the T-Swift route. What did you say? The T-Swift route. Uh, you know, started, started country, kind of transitioned now into you pop. Just, now, you just, now you're just trying to start trouble. <laughs> Katy Perry, number one. <laughs> Eleven years ago today, Christie's the number one Taylor Swift fan in the world. Right, she's the opposite of of a Swifty. President of the Swifties, and then one of my favorite songs (laughs) of the last couple of years. I love this Dua Lipa song. Don't Don't start now. Number one two years ago today. You're talking about audio. This has got some good audio engineering in it, kind of thing. Got like spatial audio sounding on it. I saw the CBS Mornings crew today. They were doing part of their show in the Facebook metaverse where they had their avatars and they were doing all their stuff. And so I'm thinking it won't be long before we're doing the show in meta format. So we'll just have our avatar representatives instead of our actual sales. Fair enough. Well, that will save me a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of getting ready time. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. To inspire someone, don't show them your superpowers. Show them theirs. To inspire someone, don't show them your superpowers. Show them theirs. MP's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. I look forward to seeing you. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.